Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio, and a merry, merry Christmas. It's hard to believe that Christmas is going to be in a day or two. That is unbelievable. Well, well, actually, Christmas is going to be Monday, and Christmas Eve will be tomorrow, Sunday. So I'm wishing you uh, maybe a day ahead of time, right? A blessed, blessed, blessed Christmas. And because of this wonderful holiday, the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ, I am going to uh, take the liberty of doing a special Christmas episode today of Farm Machinery Digest Radio. And as you know, we get together here every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern with a re-air Sunday at 6 p.m. And the re-air is going to be on Christmas Eve, right? So uh, before you get off to church and before all the celebrations start, then the re-air of this show will be coming out. But I don't expect you to listen to it, but don't tell anybody that. I mean, maybe when you're going on the way someplace to visit someone, you could listen to it. But other than that, just come the following week and listen to it as a podcast at farmmachinerydigest.com. And um, what I want to do is provide some context behind what I hope to accomplish today with Farm Machinery Digest Radio with this episode and, uh, and trying to tie it all into Christmas. And in essence, I've never really established to you, my audience, I did in the beginning, but then the audience grew and things and things uh, just expanded. But what the purpose of this show is and what the purpose of my podcast is and what the purpose of my website is. Well, you may be saying to yourself, well, the purpose is so you, you could be on the radio. Well, honestly, if you were to know my heart, that's the furthest thing from my mind. But what I wanted to do and the impetus for this show, and thank God that Rural Radio, and I mean that sincerely, I, I applaud them and, and uh, <clears throat> for, for putting me on the air and seeing the value in this, is I wanted to educate the good farmers and ranchers of North America and ultimately around the world as a podcast because I think that this show as a podcast has listeners in 70 something countries whereas my idle chatter podcast has listeners in I think 106 or 107 I don't sit there and watch these numbers but the whole my whole heart behind of this was to allow the good people of agriculture to become more profitable through understanding how to take care of their equipment better, to minimize failures, to minimize downtime, and to minimize expense. And that's the, that's the whole deal. All right, that's really what it's about because I felt it on my heart that the people of agriculture did not have an avenue to to learn or be exposed to the things that we discuss you and i discuss on this show right so even though it's a it may appear to be a monologue whereas i'm talking to a microphone but a good number of you communicate with me obviously not everyone but it is a dialogue back and forth between us and i feel sincerely in my heart that that is god's calling for my life at this particular time and uh Anytime I hear from one of you listeners, it's like Christmas to me 
because when I hear from someone and they say to me, I listen to your show or I listen to the podcast and I was able to fix this or, or avoid a financial catastrophe with my equipment, then that does my heart so good. And I want to thank you. And I want to thank those that do convey that to me. And I'm not looking for you to to reach out to me and, 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 and convey that to me. You give me that, boys. That's not what it's about. But it does make my heart feel so, so just so good when I know that I've, I've helped someone. But, you know, oftentimes in life, you know, people say that you're a, a product of your environment. And... To, to somebody who is not a, a, a rural person, and I'm struggling over my words so I, because we have an eclectic audience, and I didn't grow up in a rural area, didn't grow up on a farm, or doesn't, doesn't live on a farm or a rural area. Lots of times in life, you got to look backwards to really see where you came from, because when you're driving the car, you're looking through the windshield, you really don't know where, you know where you hope to be going, but you honestly don't know where you are going in life. And then you need to look backwards, you need to stop and look in that metaphorical rearview mirror of life to be able to find out really what you did and where you, on what road you're on, right? It's like you're know, going on a highway and then you're turning around and saying, what, what road am I on? Let me look backwards to see because I missed that, that road sign. Is that you have to look backwards. And so many people that are not in agriculture may think that there's not, that, that only crops and let's say food, fuel, and fiber grow on uh, the American farm. And that is as far from the truth as possible because the people that grow up on the American farm, the people that have plowed the fields and picked the rocks and walked the crops and did all of that and milked the cows, right, and, uh, and uh, pulled the calf at 2 o'clock in the morning, so many of them near the unsung heroes of our nation. So what I'm going to do is after the commercial break, the sponsor break, I'm going to come back and I'm going to give you some, some stories that you may not be aware of. And it's going to be like Paul Harvey, the rest of the story. And what a fertile ground the American farm is, not only for crops, and for and and for livestock but for the mind of those and for the betterment of this blessed country i'm stormy warren from the highway for singers and songwriters chasing their dreams to music city taking that broadway exit to nashville for the very first time is a moment they will never forget country music's biggest stars join me on my new original podcast exit 209 and relive those moments listen now to hear my talk with country superstars florida georgia line only on the sirius xm app now home to the best collection of podcasts in one place free for most subscribers download it today and tap podcasts This is Sean Haney, host of Real Ag Radio. Merry Christmas to all the Rural Radio 147 and Real Ag Radio fans. Christmas is a time for families to cherish the traditions of the holiday season. Whether you farm or ranch in Saskatchewan, Ontario, Iowa, or Colorado, Christmas is a very special time of year. On behalf of everyone at Real Ag Radio and Real Agriculture, Merry Christmas. If you're like me, it's all about the great outdoors. 
hunting, fishing, camping, hiking, biking, cooking, campfires. I love it. This is Beck, your host of the Bend Radio Show. Join me every week as we get the latest outdoor news and updates. We have hacks and gadgets. Plus, hear the stories from the backcountry that empowers all of us. Catch back if you can every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time right here. Rural Radio, Channel 147 on Sirius XM. This is Capri Cafaro, host of Eat Your Heartland Out. Every week we explore the rich yet often overlooked culinary depth of the American Midwest. Together we'll learn about the foodways of our region through compelling interviews with a variety of guests, each of whom highlight a unique thread in the Midwestern culinary tapestry. Tune in for Eat Your Heartland Out, Sundays at 7 p.m. Eastern on Rural Radio, Sirius XM 147. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. And this is the Christmas special, the Christmas episode. And as so I'm going to ask you to stick with me through this to the end. Because you're going to say, what is this guy from Cats Run Road talking about? He's all over the map with what he's saying. But hopefully, God willing, I will be able to tie those loose ends up and you will see the method of my madness, as they say. But, you know... What I envisioned, and this isn't, please, this is not about me. This is about the, this is about you. This is about the good people of agriculture. This is about my beloved America. This is not about me. But when, as I started to say in the opening segment, when I envisioned putting this together, I had a vision of, of hopefully touching the heart, the soul, and the life of someone in the audience that I will never meet at all, never meet at all. And my my whole goal of this radio show on Sirius XM Channel 147 Rural Radio is to inspire people to aspire to something. And what that aspiration is, is makes no difference because it, it, whatever it is, it makes no difference all right you don't have to become a doctor you don't have to become an engineer you could you could be a whatever i mean you may want to take your family for whatever it may be all right but to to inspire people to aspire to greatness because that is what it is all about and if you look if you really look at it right and this is christmas right so christmas is the virgin birth of our savior jesus christ who came to the earth to die for our sins, which is Easter, right? People don't like to connect Christmas and Easter together, but that's what it is. And uh, to die for our sins so that we could have eternity with him in heaven. And it is our, go- our own, the onus, our responsibility to make the most of our, most of our life and our time here. And to sadly, to many people, and this is the world according to me, so hopefully I'm not ruffling anyone's feathers, but uh, sadly, it's not, it's not about us. It's not about, your life is not about you. Your life is not about, my life is not about me. The guy next, next door, that life, his life is not about him. It's what we can do and what we can accomplish in this world for the glory of God and for the goodness of our country and our world and the goodness of people and God's creation and animals. So what I would like to do is I want to share a few stories with you because 
I believe sincerely in my heart and that, and that there is somebody, hopefully more than one person, that is listening to the show, that I'm not going to influence their life. I'm not going to change their life, but I may be blessed to give them an opportunity or just an idea of, hey, go that way, like stopping, like being lost on a country road and asking somebody, you know, how do I get to the interstate, right? So you say, go to the end of the dirt road and stop, so I make a right and go three miles and you'll be there, all right? So that's what my whole dream is, to inspire people to aspire, all right? That's it, pointing them in the, hopefully in the right direction. So you're going to say, well, how are you going to do this, right? Well, the thing is that I am the hot rod farmer, right? So as the hot rod farmer, I have a passion for agriculture, every aspect of agriculture, and I have a passion for machinery. So what I'm going to do is share some stories with you, as I said a few minutes ago, that you may not be aware of, and I'm going to condense them because I don't have the time to go to them in depth, all right? So the first one that I'm going to share with you is that is from the medical industry, so you can say the medical industry, what's that to do anything? Well, did probably almost everyone who's listening to this has heard of the Sloan Kettering Cancer Centers. I think they may have a little bit different name, but Sloan Kettering, it started in Manhattan, in New York City. And little do the, does the public know that Alfred Sloan and Charles Kettering started. You say, well, who's Alfred Sloan? Well, Alfred Sloan is the person who created General Motors. He created General Motors through acquisition. So he went to to, to, to the Buick brothers, the Chevrolet brothers, because in the early stages of the car industry, all right, there was a, there was there was people that were building cars and and trying to figure stuff out in their garage. And Alfred Sloan went and he put this all together. And if you look at, that's why I'm so enamored with the Agco Corporation, because they have followed the model of Alfred Sloan. So, and he put it all together and he formed General Motors. And that is how General Motors exists. Oldsmobile was Ransom E. Oldsmobile's first name was Ransom. And then he went on to build Rio Trucks. That's R-E-O was his initials. And then what happened is that there was a, so I don't, I honestly do not know Alfred Sloan's back story. All right. So he was obviously a wealthy man. I don't know where it came from and I don't know his backstory whatsoever. But Charles Kettering, who grew up in Ohio and he grew up in a small town of Ohio. And back then everything was agrarian and agricultural, right? So, uh, so was he, was his family farming? I'm sure that they were doing something. And Charles Kettering went to school in a one room schoolhouse. And what he ended up doing was he invented the electric starter. Its proper name is a cranking motor, not a starter, because it doesn't start an engine. And because, as we, as many of us are aware, that back prior to the electric starter, the cranking motor, is that there was a hand crank, and oftentimes, if the engine kicked back or backfired, that the crank would either break your arm or, in a lot of instances, rip your arm off, and you would most likely bleed to death because it was a rural area. And so he invented this starter. A good friend of his got killed, and he invented that. And he went on to form the Dayton Electric Company. 
and as we knew it as Delco. Almost everybody who's listening to this knows Delco, right? Knew of Delco. And what happened was that that Alfred Sloan ended up buying the Dayton Electric Company, Delco, integrating it into General Motors, and went and um, hired Charles Kettering. So that that's all right. That's the backstory. Now, the other thing the, to understand, the important thing is that you had Charles Kettering. And you had Alfred Sloan and obviously thousands and thousands of people in between. But Charles Kettering and Alfred Sloan were very good friends, even though Alfred Sloan was his boss. But they had very good relationships. And both of their wives ended up, many years later, they were quite wealthy and uh, extremely wealthy. And both of their wives died of cancer. So what had happened was that they came to the medical community because of their prominence in the world, in the business world, and said, what can we, what, what can we do? We have the resources, the engineering resources of General Motors. What can we do to help the, the medical community to diagnose cancer, to diagnose other ailments more than an x-ray? And what basically happened was that un, under the guidance of the medical community in the Warren Technical Center on Van Dyke in, in Warren, Michigan, outside of Detroit, the General Motors Research Center on the nickel, on, on General Motors nickel right there, the, the, the people who work there designed, or I should say designed, invented the basis for the MRI machine. So if you go to an MRI, have an MRI taken, or a loved one you have to take the MRI taken, that is the basis was from the General Motors Research Center, and it was the 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 young men who 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 grew up on farms and got an engineering degree and had practical sense and practical experience are the are the were the catalyst to design the MRI or invent the MRI, and then obviously it went through other people changes what have you, but the the basic MRI, the concept of it, the, the first prototype model, and then also General, General Motors gave it to the world for free. Subsequently, Charles Kettering and Alfred Sloan got together, as I was saying, and with their own money, they formed the Sloan Kettering Cancer Research Centers. So what wonderful, fruitful things came from the fields of America, the farms of America. Now, we're not even going to stop there with General Motors. In 1953, at the General Motors Research Center, the mechanical heart that is used during a heart transplant or bypass surgery, well, obviously it's, it's modernized and changed since then, was developed and its original design was patterned after a Cadillac V12 engine. So the impetus, right, the farmer know-how of saying, well, I could do this and I could do this. So the first mechanical heart that was used, that was used, or that's still used in some way, shape, or form, obviously it's evolutionary changes, was patterned after a Cadillac V12 engine and came and was designed in 1953 in the, Cad- in the General Motors Research Center 
where, the, where there was a guy next to him designing a Buick engine, but it was patterned after a V12 Cadillac. So that is so important for you to understand that. Then in sticking with Cadillac, then in 1908, all right, 1908, Cadillac was awarded the Doer, which is the same person from Europe, from England, uh, who, ha- who, who is the founder of Doer Scotch. I don't drink. I'm a milk drinker. All right. And the Doer Trophy. And that was for precision machining. Because back then in the early 1900s to the mid to late 1900s, all of the parts that were machined for an engine or transmission or vehicle or farm tractor needed to be massaged and and, and, and filed and, and, and made love to to get fit. So you could not take a piston out of one engine and put it in another engine that came down the assembly line because it had to be massaged. And Cadillac developed such precision machining that the Royal Automobile Club in England took three Cadillacs, took them all apart, mixed up all the parts, and put them all back together, and they ran faultlessly, and they competed in a race for over 2,000 miles, and that one broke down. And that is how Cadillac, for many years, got the advertising tagline, the standard of the world. So what does this have to do with farming? What does this have to do with a, with, with a young person growing up on a farm? Well, it has a lot to do with it because the people that were designing that, the people who are running the machines, who came up with the product, the, the processes and everything, all have agrarian roots. Almost no one back then did not have agrarian roots. So that is, and that became the standard of the world, and it is the Dewar D E W A R trophy for precision machinery. And if you don't believe me, you can you can look that up. So we're going to just stop here for a short short sponsor break, and when we come back. We're going to have some more stories about how the fertile ground of America is for, is, has produced so much more than just a bounty of food and crops. Hey y'all, my name is Jenna Heideman. Each Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, I get to hear the music and life stories of singers and songwriters with Western roots. I'm not a cowgirl, but as much as I love this culture, I dang sure should have been one. Tune in right here on Rural Radio to Should Have Been a Cowgirl and hear the stories right from our Music Grove studios that you won't find anywhere else. A little bit of rodeo and a whole lot of country music. That's Sundays at 2 p.m. Eastern on Rural Radio, Channel 147 on Sirius XM. Join us every Saturday on Rural Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 147 at 10 a.m. Eastern Time for Ag Talk, Your Story Matters. This is America's platform for women in agriculture to share their thoughts, ideas, and stories. We feature our Ag Women Connects members, guest speakers, and current topics across the nation that affect our agriculture industry. And we invite you to be a part of our conversation every week. Bring Rural America's most important network with you on RFD-TV now. Watch from anywhere, at home, on the farm, even while riding your tractor. Stream agricultural news and weather, commodity market reports, along with traditional country music and entertainment for less than $10 a month. 
Go to WatchRFDTV.com to subscribe to Rural America's most important network, RFDTV Now. Hello, I'm Ethan Wayne. John Wayne and American Experience is in its second year in the Fort Worth Stockyards, and visitors are loving it. Come spend a couple hours and immerse yourself in Western nostalgia. Get a unique look into Duke's life that's only available here. All right, mister. You asked for it. Tickets available on johnwayne.com, or they may be purchased at the Cowboy Channel Bar across the street on Exchange Avenue. Reserve your tickets now. Alrighty, welcome back to the show. We didn't have that special intro welcome back music because I got something else planned for later. Following on, right? Uh, Bill Fox, an Osage, Iowa farm boy. He ended up being the engineering and program manager for the SR-71 Blackbird. And he tells his story how he used to plow the fields and used to, this family had the farm up until 1991. And the Blackbird is the highest and fastest flying plane in the world. And it was developed at the Lockheed Martin Skunk Works. It's my favorite airplane. I love it. There's so much pride for America in that plane. And there's nothing that could touch it today. And there was a small group of engineers with pocket protectors, no computers, all math that that would develop this plane in secrecy in secrecy until the world found out about it in the mid early 1970s so look up sr-71 blackboard and an iowa farm boy was one of the head engineers and program manager on that and now still staying in the aerospace industry remember the pride we all felt when the when we landed on the moon and there was the space rover and what have you well abe troy hendrix who grew up in 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 uh, Arkansas in Spotsville? He grew up poor on his family's farm, and they raised cotton, corn, sorghum, ribbon cane, which I'm not familiar with, and peanuts. And he designed the implement that took the soil samples, the core samples from the moon. That was his design, and also he was one of the main engineers on the lunar rover. And he also credits the education and the knowledge from his growing up on the farm that allowed him to take it so i just want you to see that there's a lot of fertile ground there and when it comes to the birth of our savior our lord who knew about the birth of our savior first the shepherds where was where where was jesus born in a manger with animals there was no pedigree there. And there was the king of kings, the birth of the baby of the Christ child. So I just want you to realize that the fertile ground of America produces so much more, so much more than our crops that we enjoy the bounty of. And I would like to end now with the song that is called Bleak Midwinter.
I want to thank you all for listening, and I wish you all a blessed, blessed, blessed Christmas. And I'll catch you next week, and we'll get ready to hit the new year running. Have a blessed day. This Iowa Minute is brought to you by the Iowa Farm Bureau. When we take our pets to the vet, we expect compassionate care, and we trust their knowledge if they say our pets need medicine to make them well or vaccines to protect their health. That same care and compassion is knowledge that is also shared by large animal vets. Livestock farmers work with them every day in raising their food chain animals. Veterinarians guide livestock farmers in antibiotic use when they're needed, when they're not, and when they're done. USDA mandates livestock is off antibiotics and healthy before it enters the food chain. Because of the withdrawal periods for antibiotics in livestock, there's probably very little difference in the amount of antibiotic between the organic animals and the conventionally raised livestock. It's progress. They realize that every decision they make for treatment of an animal or for prevention of disease in an entire herd is quickly going to end up on somebody's dinner plate. With your Iowa Minute, I'm Lori Johns. Tune in to Roots Run Deep, hosted by Mackenzie Kimbrough, to hear from your favorite cowboys and cowgirls, legends of ranching and rodeo, musicians, artists, influencers, and brands who hold the Western lifestyle at heart. Embracing our heritage and keeping legacies alive, stay tuned as we showcase shades of our Southwestern lifestyle. Listen Friday and Saturday nights at 11 Eastern and Sunday nights at 8. And for more, visit RootsRunDeepAZ.com. Stay informed with what's going on throughout agriculture with American Ag Today on Rural Radio Channel 147. I'm your host, Jesse Allen, and each weekday, I bring you the latest news, market info, ag tech news, and more with American Ag Today. Weekdays at 6.52 a.m. Eastern on Rural Radio Channel 147 on Sirius XM. This is Rex Allen, Jr. I want to thank you for listening to Rural Radio Channel 147 on Sirius XM.